0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 145 of Parenting in Real Life. So we are really tired of the fighting and tired of us having to be the referees and breaking things up and punishing our kids on the spot. So today we're going to be telling you about a new system that we are trying and how it's working for our family so far.
1: Mixed results. (laughs) Hi, I'm Alan.
0: And I'm Alexis. We had five kids in seven years. People think we're crazy and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it.
1: We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously.
0: Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope you can find something new to think about.
1: Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real Life. Our Parenting in Real Life moment is... That we're not very sneaky, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're, I'm really bad at being sneaky. <laughs> we
1: had gotten some gifts for our kids, and we put it in a spot where we didn't feel like they go very often, but it was definitely, like, in sight. We just didn't think they'd notice.
0: It's in our closet, just up high. And it's in bags. And so usually I'm like, oh, it's in bags, and it's up there, and the kids don't usually go in our closet, so it's fine. It's not fine.
1: <laughs> We've had two of our kids, our youngest two kids... They're like, what's that?
0: <laughs> I'm but, like, they can't tell exactly what it is, but they know the color. It is
1: a unique shape. <laughs> so they've kind of figured it out. What it revealed is our kids, we've always said, are like going to be great lawyers or something someday because they're just so persistent. When they want something, they like they will go blue in the face getting it, which is, I'm sure, going to be good for somebody someday. <laughs> but... They're not very effective. They're not very persuasive in their arguing. They're just persistent. And we have one daughter, our youngest, who is just like, she's the first one, even though she's only five. It's like, oh, you're good at this. (laughs) Because she was, uh, what did she say? She saw it.
0: She's like, is that for Nathan's birthday? And I was like, oh, maybe. And (laughs) she's like, well just tell me if it is and I won't tell him like you can tell me and I won't tell him. And I was like, uh, (laughs) I was like, I don't know. Let's just don't worry about it.
1: The five year old had her stump.
0: I'm not a negotiator. Uh, <laughs> but she like she's just better at coming up with reasons of why I should tell her, or you know, or well, what if we do it this way instead, you know, so that she can get what she wants yeah. while our other kids are just gonna be like, tell me now, why are you you know yeah, so our kids angry. aren't
1: like conniving or or sneaky like that. Mm-hmm. I had a coworker who said <laughs> his daughter was being bad or something. So her mom said, I'm gonna take a toy away. If you don't quit misbehaving. And she said, well, don't take away that doll. And she's like, no, I would take away the doll. Cause I can tell that's something you don't want me to take away. And then her, this three-year-old was like, you should take away that doll. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, our, we've never really had a kid that's like, Oh, I get how you're like, how you make decisions. And so I'm going to work the system. <laughs> we don't have system workers until our youngest. Until Lizzie. <laughs> she is Gonna be sneaky, <laughs> so that'll be good for somebody someday.
0: Yeah, so that's fun. <laughs> so today we're gonna be talking about a family council jar. So, like I said in the intro, we have just had so much fighting, and we give out. The punishments on the spot, but usually is an issue, and everybody's mad about it. And I, you're frustrated as a parent, and I'm just like, I just hate giving everybody punishments all the time, but it seems to be the only way to like make people stop fighting or to satisfy what is happening. And so, we decided we needed to do something different, and so we are doing a family council jar.
1: So, one of the issues was that we were starting to hear from a lot of our kids that they get violent because we don't get involved. They're like, well, if I tell you, you won't do anything. You won't get them in trouble. I was like, well, we can't get everybody in trouble all the time. And oftentimes it's like both of you would need to be in trouble. And yeah. so
0: and our trouble usually isn't good enough for them.
1: Like, right. They okay, want, we like, need to separate more.
0: or whatever, and they want... They want us to like be punishing them, which I think is hilarious. Like hanging
1: people up by their toes.
0: I was like, if I do that to them, I'm also doing that to you because you were also involved in doing the same thing.
1: Yeah. (laughs) They don't get that part. So this came about because I remember somebody when I lived in Bentonville, Arkansas, and there's this really cool family, the Vissers. And they had a bunch of kids that were probably a little older than our kids are. But they had some kids and they said that they did a family council. And I, I don't remember exactly how they set it up, but I, I took what I remembered of what they did and we kind of made it our own. So, what we do.
0: Wait, before we get into that, let's tell you what a family council is. Now, I found some information on a website who actually goes into deeper about a family council. So, if you want to find out more information, like we just do a piece of... Of it, like you can do more but if you want to see more how things run and or what you could also be doing you can look at that just do exactly it. what we do <laughs> but a family council is a meeting of family members at a routine time and place a time for family concerns to be discussed a chance for each family member to express thoughts or feelings and a joint effort to make family decisions and so in this article, they said a family council is a valuable tool for families by coming together and keeping the lines of communication open, families can lead more satisfied lives. Family councils help children learn to voice opinions respectfully, be responsible, learn problems, solving skills, and make decisions cooperatively with others. And so we're touching on that. We're doing most of that with the what we decided to do with the family jar. But there are a lot of benefits of having a council and allowing your kids to be a part of the decision-making in your family.
1: Yeah, bud. So, this is how it works. We have two jars, start out with one, and then we added the second, we'll tell you why. <laughs> but we have two jars in the living room with a pad of sticky notes and a pen. And this is a little tricky because we have two like non-reading, writing, and apparently none of our kids can spell. That's also <laughs> been insightful. But we have two jars, sticky notes, pen, and when somebody has something, an offense, we encourage them to come to the jar and write down what happened and then sign their name and put it in the jar.
0: For our kids who can't write, they bring it to us and tell us what to write and we write it down, put their name on it and put it in the jar. Yep.
1: The second jar that we added later was in the event that someday our kids do something nice to somebody. They can also write that down.
0: This is actually one of the kids' suggestions. They're like, we need to have a jar we can write nice things about someone. I'm like, oh, that's actually a really good idea. That's a great idea. <laughs> so we started it. We have only had like two good things written in the notes compared to the hundreds of bad things that have happened. But it's a reminder to write down the good things, too.
1: Yeah, I think we need some teeth behind that.
0: Yeah, like right. maybe if we give them something like, oh, if you write good yeah. notes. Like in the good,
1: good one, it's just like,
0: yeah. Yeah, you're like, yeah. <laughs> well,
1: but in the bad it's so one, boring. it's like, yeah. Anyway, so we'll have to think through that. Uh, mm-hmm. That one's not polished. So what happens is on Sunday afternoons, we go through the jar and we read each one one by one. And what that looks like is we, I or Alexis, read the thing, and then we ask the person that was the offended. Right? The person that wrote the note note to tell their side of the story or their perspective is the word we use based on our interview with. Emily. Yes. So we had an interview with Emily and we will put a link to that episode. But she talked about like letting both kids share their perspective. So they get to tell the story. We ask follow-up questions. And then importantly, before any decisions are made, we have the person that did the offending tell their story. And theoretically, you could do this in the moment but we'll talk about why we like doing it later. Then the offendee, the person that did the thing, they now get to suggest something they could do to make up for it. And I like that twist on it, because they're gonna be the ones that have to do it, and we want them to feel like it's fair, and so we try not to get too involved. So there's several like categories of things. Sometimes it's just a sincere apology. Sometimes it's write them a note. Sometimes it's do one of this sibling's chores. Sometimes you have to pay for something that you broke or ate or whatever. Sometimes you say, I'm going to do research on the thing that I did to understand better why that's bad. These have just kind of come up organically in the moment. So I don't think that's a complete list, but it's kind of nice for us to have some categories. So we can kind of think like, what level of thing is this?
0: Yeah. Like we have made a rule. If you physically hurt someone apologizing is not gonna be good enough. You just can't say sorry. And so that is okay, now you're actually gonna to have to do something. To do? Yeah. To make up for that because that one comes up a lot and we're sick of the hitting <laughs> and the kicking. Yeah. So like okay, that one needs a little bit more.
1: <laughs> and I will say like you have to kind of manage this because originally I think it was working really well that when you got offended, you came, you wrote it in the jar and you felt like, okay, that's gonna get taken care of. Now we're drifting back into they bugged me so I hurt them and now both people write their thing. <laughs> yeah. And so we need to like figure that out and like maybe we match them up before or something mm-hmm. so that we can say like okay you both did something so are we a wash on this one or what's happening? Right. But anyway, yeah. overall I think it's really good.
0: Yeah, and once the kid says what they want to do to make up for the offense, then the whole family decides if that is a good enough thing to make up you for. You have it.
1: to have a majority.
0: Yeah. And so I think in that article I read, they're like, don't vote on it. <laughs> and we we definitely vote on it. But you're supposed to come up with a consensus as a family so that everybody is happy with it. So And,
1: and sometimes cool. the person that was offended doesn't think it's enough. In fact,
0: often a lot of the they don't. Right? <laughs> I think the only one who doesn't Lucy is Lucy. She's like, Okay, I'm okay with that.
1: <laughs> yeah, Lucy loves voting. Because she's not in the jar very much. So she likes that she's involved with the voting. Yeah. So really, if Alexis and I and Lucy You just need one other person that you convince that it's enough. But I do think it has a ton of benefits.
0: And now for a quick break. As we're talking about ways to help our parenting be more calm, I have two awesome sponsors that I want to tell you about today. Something that helps me with having more patience is working out each morning. It's time for myself. And when I move my body in the morning, it gives me the energy I need for the day. And I am loving my subscription to Mosa On Demand Workouts. My favorite workouts right now are Synergy, which is yoga. But to music, I love being able to move and stretch the music. I also love the group power classes. I had attended power classes at the gym a few years ago. But now I would much rather do my workouts at home, but I really miss those workouts. You can purchase an adjustable barbell set on Mosul's website and do their group power classes from home, and I love it. And I love that I can choose 10, 30, or 60-minute classes so that I can do what I have time for, but I'll be honest with you, I don't do the 60-minute classes, but the 10 and 30 are perfect for a busy mom. And as a listener of this podcast, you get 30 days free on top of a 14-day free trial with the coupon code Real Life 30 And then after the 44 days, it's only $9.99 a month. So visit MosaOnDemand.net or click the link in the show notes and make sure to use the promo code Life 30 for that 44-day free trial. You are going to love those workouts. Another thing that helps me start the morning with calm is to meditate. I only started meditating this last year and I definitely need someone to guide me through it. I recently learned about the Women's Meditation Network. This network has 11 podcasts devoted to women and different types of meditation, like falling asleep, daily affirmations, and meditation for anxiety. I recently started listening to morning meditation for women to help me start the day grounded. The meditation helps me feel nourished by the words and music that are woven together. Meditation has great health benefits, like reducing stress, controlling anxiety, and even lengthens your attention span, which is something we could all use in this extremely busy world we live in. So visit Meditation network.com or search for Morning Meditation for Women on your favorite podcast app.
1: So should we talk about what we like about it?
0: Yes, let's do it.
1: <laughs> okay. So I think my favorite thing is that it gives time between the offense and the decisions mm-hmm. i've found that they're a lot more reasonable with both what they're like willing to do and what they're willing to accept as the doer of the offense and the offendee
0: mm-hmm. and i feel like our kids can think more logically yeah. about it and when we've talked about it later we've actually had some of our kids admit that what they did was wrong or accept they're like oh yeah i did do that when in the moment they will not like mm-hmm. they're like Completely deny that they were did anything wrong.
1: You can watch them do the bad thing, <laughs> yeah. and they'll be like, it, "I didn't do," it, or like, "like they just will not take ownership." Yeah, which has been a problem.
0: But when we talk about it later, and the other person explains what happened, and we give them a chance to explain their side too, then they're more willing to say that they had done something wrong.
1: Yep. I also love that it makes us the coach rather than like the the judge. Yeah. Right. So we don't have to be the one that's like. Inflicting punishment. Like, they're acknowledging they did something wrong. There's been a couple times mm-hmm. when, even after the fact, they're like, I, I wasn't that big a deal or whatever. Yeah. So, it's not without that, mm-hmm. but much less severe. Because they're able to be heard, there seems like the line has gone down a lot, too. So... Mm-hmm.
0: I think it helps a lot as on the parent side where I don't feel like I have to be giving punishments all the time because I hated that of just trying to think of what can I do to make this person know that that was wrong and satisfy the other person. I just felt like I was always having to think of new punishments. And we
1: stuck in that. We've talked about (laughs) this Yeah,
0: we're so bad that. that. (laughs) We just
1: threatened a lot, right? We're going to do stuff, and then we never, ever did.
0: Because I don't want to actually follow through with the punishment, you know, I think that's usually what it comes down to is I don't want to fall, have to follow through with that. And I also feel like we couldn't wait because then everybody's mad. And anyway, so this, this is a way for us to be able to just do it at a time where everybody's level headed and we can all talk about what we feel like is good rather than us having to say, well, now you have to do this or, and then, then you have to do this, you know?
1: Yep. I will say, oftentimes we're getting a little bit better because now we're kind of like establishing norms, but oftentimes the first thing or the first several things they would recommend were not good enough. And so there was a lot of times where we're like, uh, we kind of had to coach them like, Nope, that wasn't, that's not enough. You can't terrorize your sibling and then just say, sorry, like you need to do something here. So that took a minute, but I think now they kind of are learning this connection between consequences and the things you do. I said that backwards, probably but <laughs>
0: we get it. I also like that. We're able to talk about things like we're expressing our emotions. We're talking about what was happened, We're teaching them problem solving techniques, right? Cause someday they're going to have coworkers or with their spouse and their own kids and whatever. Or something's going to happen that didn't go very well, and now we're giving them the words and the tools to be able to talk about it level-headed instead of just being so fiery about it, right? And learn how to problem-solve with other people, whether they did something wrong or they felt like something had been done wrong to them. So I really like that we're starting to teach them these skills.
1: Yep. On the negative side, I will say we kind of have our troublemakers. Everybody's (laughs) a problem child. Like, in reality, everybody is involved. It takes two to tango. But there have been a couple of our kids that find their names on the bad end of this jar much more than the others.
0: Some of our kids never get in the jar. Like, they're just they just not fighters.
1: They're not instigators. (laughs) And the only time they would ever do something bad is when they were, like, retaliating. Now they don't feel like they need to retaliate, and so they really aren't doing the bad things. So... It's been a little bit of a problem. We've had weeks where it's like just two kids over and over and over again. And it's like, you did this and then you did this. So it is kind of a long time to go because they can kind of stack up. So I think where we've kind of netted out is that we've had like one-on-one conversations with those kids and said, yeah, you're in the jar a lot because you're the problem (laughs)
0: Or just, like, it's usually the same type of behavior, you know? it's like, will you keep doing this to your siblings. Like, maybe try not to do that. And then they wrote write your name on the jar. And that's like,
1: probably not just... the best way to have that conversation. I think yeah. we could, like, think through that better and be like, okay, how can we use this as a moment? Like, yeah, I'm sure this does stink to be in this jar. What's something we can do to make it so you have an outlet before you do this? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, we know what makes these kids go off. Like, because they get bored or because they get left out or whatever on Um, attention so we know their triggers so if maybe if we can help them identify their triggers and recognize them before they do something like i think it's a painful conversation and obviously if you had like i think all of our kids are like therapists would say they're kind of like middle of the road emotionally and maturity wise and all that we don't have any like super high emotion kids or high behavioral problem kids Maybe if you had that, you'd have to do something different. You'd have to moderate somehow. We don't have that. So we feel like, you know what? You could be doing better, but you just like to ruffle feathers. (laughs) So caveat, you might have to adjust for your situation. But
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I think in general, it's helped those two kids not be in the jar so much.
0: Yeah, we definitely, the first few weeks had so many papers in the jar. It was a lot. And over the last little bit, it's gotten less and less. Which has been nice.
1: They don't think about it as much. And this is where it kind of ebbs and flows. Like, I think we need to remind people, hey, don't retaliate. Go write it in the jar Mm because we've kind of gotten back into our old ways because the the coolness of the jar wears off, right?
0: Right. Um, It's fun to write it down and put it in the jar.
1: (laughs) You also can't skip it, right? Like, even a week is a long time to wait. Sometimes they don't even remember what happened. Mm
0: -hmm. Like, their
1: note isn't sufficient.
0: Yeah, and we've so, had that happen where we read like this happened and they're like, Oh, I can't remember. You know what actually
1: Or they're like too vague, like so and so hurt me. It's like,
0: well, which time? So Unfortunately that's a daily occurrence.
1: Yeah, you can't skip. I think there's no guarantee that the person that was offended is gonna feel content with the punishment, quote unquote punishment. We need a better word than punishment. It's not really a I know. Punishment. I was like, like I uh, didn't
0: know how to say is it recompense? Say ooh, the-
1: recompense. <laughs> <laughs> the recompense may not always be satisfactory to the person, but if the rest of the family or enough of the family thinks that it is, then they're going to have to deal with it, right? Like, we're not going to sell your sibling because they X, Y, Z to you. So
0: so that has happened before where the person is like, I don't feel like that's good enough to say sorry. Because like, they're like, oh, well, if I just say sorry and all of us vote on it, but the other kid's just like, well, I don't feel like that's good enough. I'm like, well, it, it wasn't that bad of a thing so sometimes we do have to kind of step in and say, yes, this is okay.
1: And to the extent that we can, like situations are unique. We do try and like level set, like physical stuff needs more than sorry. And non-physical stuff often is sufficient to say sorry and mean it. But sometimes if it's like repeat things, then we talk about, you know, this keeps coming up. Maybe something we need to do something more than just say sorry. Yeah. So trying to balance it and still a learning curve for us. But overall, I think it's been good. Yeah. Yeah. I like it a lot. One last thought we had is if you have younger kids, so our oldest is 12 at this point. So we're like old people.
0: (laughs) Um, Well, and our youngest is five. And so she's getting into school age.
1: I think if your youngest is younger than four or five, or if your oldest is younger than eight-ish, I'm just guessing. But you know the maturities of your kids. This may not work because they don't remember that long right? They don't remember anything a week ago. I still think you could get the benefits from this if you did some sort of modified version every night because I still think there's tons of value in writing it down and putting some time between the offense and the moment, the emotion. There's still some goodness in having some time between the two things that you could probably get some other way, but not wait a week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So this is more geared towards kids who are a little bit more emotionally mature and who can handle waiting and are okay with getting results in a couple of days rather than right now or even later today.
1: Yep. But we wanted to make sure that we, some of you don't have that option. So (laughs) there's still a way that you can get the benefits from this.
0: That's always the hardest thing. When you're listening to a podcast and you're like, this doesn't apply to me because my kids are not this age. So if your kids are not this age yet, then hopefully that will help you. That would
1: be our modification.
0: I like that. Modification. It's like you're exercising, you know, and they always do the modifications. Yes. There you go.
1: This is the fat kid diet version. It's just like, man, I don't want to be modified, but it's okay. Your kids are young. They'll grow up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So... I know some families already do family council type things. We'd love to know if you do a family council. If you're interested in trying one, you can let us know on Instagram. Always DM us with stuff or email us, however you want to contact us. But we would love your feedback on this. or Give it a try and see how it works with your family. Yep. Okay, we will see you next time.
1: Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Parenting IRL Podcast or find us on our website at ParentingInRealLife.com.
0: Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and if you like what you're hearing, make sure to tell a friend. That's the best way for people to find out about our podcast. And if you haven't already, give us a rating.
1: And a special thanks to our 5 kids for being kids. I think the other thing is you have to, I don't remember what my other thing was. It was probably super good. (laughs) The nugget of the episode, (laughs) but it's all mine now.